Hello and welcome again to Sacktown Talks. Today we have a special guest joining us, Dr. Eugene Allen joining us, running for insurance commissioner. Eugene, how's it going? Thanks for joining us. Uh, doing great. Thank you guys for having me on the show today. I definitely appreciate it being here. Yeah, for kind of some of our listeners, you're up here in Sacramento today meeting some folks. Kind of, Can you give us a little background on kind of you know, what you're doing right now and what you've been doing for the past couple of years? Well, I'm currently running for California State Insurance Commissioner, and my um, background has definitely been uh, in medicine. Most of my success has been from not just achieving the degrees and, and who I become, but I, I find success in giving back. Um, for the past 18 years, I've been doing things for the community, such as uh, turkey giveaway. I actually give uh, toys to the local schools. We do talks at the local high schools mm -hmm. and elementary schools. Um, now we're currently doing uh, giving away cars. We're giving away gas uh, cars receipts. Gas cars, $25 gas car gifts for about um, at least uh, 1, 000, um, sorry, 500 uh, residents for Los Angeles and 500 residents for the neighboring cities mm -hmm. so, because my clinics are uh, seven clinics throughout Los Angeles. But my main focus- You have seven clinics? Wow. Seven clinics. And it's called like the Dust to Dawn? Is that what your clinic's called? Is that, is yeah. that right? Right. Dust to Dawn Urgent Care. Okay. Started in 2003. One of the founding fathers of Urgent Cares. Uh, in the beginning, it was just a concept, but mm -hmm. it took off and did real good. We have seven urgent care clinics throughout Los Angeles area. So the, the, the initial conversation was just my biggest joy is making sure that I give back to those recipients right. who come to the clinic. And like for, for all of us who have dealt with an urgent care or insurance, like... What a what a disaster that is trying to figure out which one you know you have a problem you're sick you got to figure out where you can go which one will take your insurance kind of kind of what, what's your experience like kind of like being as a doctor and dealing with these insurance companies and kind of like you know trying to help people and not knowing you know whether you can or not. Uh, great, great, great question. The uh, as a physician, especially during the COVID pandemic, mm -hmm. the hardest thing was the primary physician wasn't in, in in their office, and telemedicine was a big thing, so they couldn't find a lot of appointments. Uh, urgent care and uh, the or the community large size hospitals was the only place you could go. Well, of course, the hospital, the emergency room was overflowing, so urgent care was the only thing that was available. So my biggest experience was deciding. Uh, to make sure I took care of the patient mm -hmm. and didn't um, fight as much or whether covered in my clinic or not, knowing that it, it, during a pandemic uh, that I would have to fight to receive payment for those out-of-network insurances. But as a physician, I think the biggest experience I've had, especially during COVID, is having the heart to say it's not so much the dynamics of the insurance, which made me become a uh, run for insurance commission, mm -hmm. is, is what can I do to make this situation better during this time when everybody's suffering. Right. And kind of, can you, can you talk to us a little bit of how it was, I guess, during COVID? You know, you're giving out vaccines, you're, what, you're doing testing, kind of. What else was it like during, during the last two years? Uh, that's an excellent question. When COVID first hit, no one knew what to do. Right. So I came into the clinic, not just as the business owner, because we have seven, to actually make a difference. And at one point, I tested more people than, than the surrounding hospital, which was Martin Luther King Hospital, UC Irvine, and Long Beach Memorial, single-handed. Right. I was the first person to test the youngest person in, in California for a COVID uh, virus. The uh, biggest uh, experience I had was, from that standpoint was understanding that I was willing to do what it take to make the next person better mm -hmm. in a time of need. It wasn't so much about me, it was about them. Yeah. So, you know, you're gearing up, you're running for insurance commissioner, kind of, what made you think about, you know, insurance commissioner? You know, it's not a, it's not a, I guess, a seat a lot of people know about generally. So kind of, what kind of spurned you to kind of, you know, get this in your head and kind of, you know, make the jump to run? Well, insurance commissioner was the thing that I think I, I if I was going to make a difference for California, mm -hmm. I chose an area that I felt real comfortable with. So I chose the insurance commissioner because that's how I became successful in it so much. But my main reason for running, but what I, what I we pretty much uh, have expressed here, help, 
which is trying to find a way post-pandemic to help the elderly, which now as they, as they age and their ability to afford insurance is going down because on the fixed income, to try to stop the premiums from going higher and try to make that affordable. Second thing was when the younger kids uh, who, uh, you know, let's say high school, college age, right. and they go off to school, uh, to try to find some type of uh, lower type process uh, where they can afford car insurance of some type uh, to help them during that time. So because post-pandemic, hardship is going to be for everyone. Uh, some of the beta things that you'll see now is the support. A lot of people in California we, uh, are dealing with climate control. So climate control is starting fires. We've seen a big rush of fires just coming throughout right. the state of California. So one of the things that, I, that that help here is I said, okay, now that I understand insurance, maybe all this grant money, all these resources that so happen to show up during the pandemic, why can't we get some of this to try to help, um, let's say, navigate through these processes? And one of the processes is this urban wildlife um, interface where we can come together with some grant money and try to stop these these areas where the bush catches on fire mm -hmm. real fast, and we can try to put some money in that. We can also, I went to school in West Virginia. We can also try to come up with some um, mechanism where the guy that chooses to live in an indigenous area or wild area, right. that we can kind of come up with some some area where both the insurance and the insurer can have a, a science-based mechanism to say that he still can get insurance and not just be, uh, well, we can't insure you because it's a highly area of wildfire. And also, if he, and I remember I grew up in West, uh, went to school in West Virginia, uh, his neighbor will be a half a mile, a mile away, but if his community came up with areas to protect their property, right. that they could get a benefit. And last thing was protection. Um, there's a lot of fraud. 5% of any industry yeah. is going to have fraud. Right. And so why can't we try to boost up that to stop the fraud? And then if we prevent the fraud, we can also bring these areas down. So my, my re that was my reasons for running. I needed to make a difference, and my heart wanted to make a difference, and not just making a difference and, and growing, because I, I'm going to potentially grow the clinics. That's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But make a difference where I can make a mark to help others. Right. You know, it's interesting. Insurance is such a, like a broad topic, right? We have so many different types of insurance, you know, car insurance, as you said, you're talking about property insurance, uh, health insurance, you know, workers comp, things like that. You know, a lot of businesses, you know, it's it's hard because it's so expensive to insure things when, you know, and they never use it, right? It's, it's always that thing that we pay a lot of money for. Uh, most time we never use it and, you know, hopefully we never have to. But uh, kind of, we've never really had an insurance commissioner, I guess, with with a background in, in kind of as, as a medical doctor, and that's kind of what everyone's talking about right now: health insurance, health insurance premiums, uh, you know, universal health care. So, kind of, kind of, can you give us a little info on kind of your thoughts on kind of medical insurance, kind of what you're seeing now, and kind of you know how you think you can help in that area? Yeah. Excellent question. Excellent question. Um, well, well, my first thing we, we thought about, we think about, was the first question that we're saying when you're saying universal health care. Um, we have a typical system in, in motion, which is Medi-Cal, which mm. is universal health care. Right. I believe that in a universal health care that involved all of us, we'll probably run into the same dynamics where where the state would then uh, give it off to like an HMO or someone to try to help management. So that concept may sound good, but it, it, it doesn't work in practicality. There's theory, which is what this is, is, and then there's practical, which is what I do. Right. So that's the benefit I bring to the table to say that, hey, that sounds well, but let me show you how I work in the real world. 
The second question was workers' comp. Workers' comp is one third of my business. A lot of the industries now went through some type of workers' comp because if you had a per person that got COVID during the uh, process of uh, working at your facility, whether it was a grocery store or a restaurant or even my facility, and they lost time off work, you had to reimburse that person, and that could qualify as a workers' comp type of dynamics. Right. Uh, workers' comp is, is an area I think needs some help. Uh, definitely, I think needs some help, and I can give you some great ideas on, on that, but I do understand workers' comp. And lastly, I think the marketplace, which means that as a business owner, Mm -hmm. It should be some discount rate if I bring you 50 employees to your marketplace, no matter what that is. Right. That's the, I won't call any names. I don't, I don't want to really uh, offend anyone, but a global pool, and we'll call that global pool X, and X would be, let's say X is Michael's insurance. So if I bring Michael's insurance, a global pool of all my employees mm -hmm. and all the rest of the employees, then that rate should be lower. So whereas this individual now, because minimum wage has went from, up to 15 bucks an hour. Right. So since minimum wage is 15 bucks an hour, but coffee has increased and the cost of living has increased, then you didn't really help me with the 15 bucks an hour. But I'm I priced out because I can't get my Medi-Cal benefits. So this individual should also be able to tap into that marketplace that we've established at Michael's right. uh, uh, um, uh, Insurance and still be able to get insurance. Now, that's not the Affordable, uh, that's not the affordable Care Act or uh, what we call Cover California. Mm -hmm. This is a different marketplace which allows that individual who's a college student or who just, you know, 21 years old and mom, can't, I can't qualify for Medi-Cal anymore but I'm, and I'm out of school. Right. So I'd rather buy and do things uh, other than pay this tremendous amount of money for HMO plan. This marketplace I can tap into for 20 bucks a month mm -hmm. or 50 bucks a month and still have some coverage and not feel like if something happened, I'm going to end up in in a, a bad situation, which is, you know, could be county or no insurance or either by the time I go to the doctor, my health is really down. So I, I believe as insurance commissioner, these are things that I like to bring to the table when we start talking about health care in the form of insurance. Right. You know, it's, it's interesting, you know, we have two like well-known Democratic legislators kind of going at it right now in the in the, uh, the race for insurance commissioner. And here you are coming in uh, and it's kind of been kind of mudslingy, kind of dirty. Kind of what's your take on kind of the race so far and kind of what campaign are you looking to run? Um, I, I don't believe in, in, in negative uh, energy. I mm -hmm. think if you throw mud, you can't be mad if mud comes back at you. Right. Remember there's old saying that be careful to spit out the window because it may come back and hit you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so right. you want to be careful. We won't do negative ads. Uh, uh, I can say this and I can say it with all the pride that I have. Mm -hmm. I did not become successful because people praised me. I probably had a lot of negative energy that was thrown at me. But through positivity, you overcome that. So as they're fighting and doing things to the left, I'm going to stay in the middle where you'll be able to see my genuinity and my genuinely kind and love for my, for my profession. See, and I always say that my history, along with my verse, speaks for itself. This is just who I am, and I've been this way since I got out of residency in terms of making a difference and being an honest guy. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of interesting when we were talking about insurance, you know, there's like government involvement, uh, you got federal, you know, laws as well, kind of, how do you see kind of working, you know, as insurance commissioner kind of dealing with the state and, you know, these private insurance companies? Um, I, I the, the most beautiful thing I can say from that question is I understand private insurance because I own a business. Right. And I understand state insurance because I also understand the employee standpoint um, uh, of the business. Um, I think the, the, the mediator between the two is what we need. Private insurance 
still must exist. We cannot say that these guys can't have any profit. The profit then can be given back to the population in terms of a discount rate. Mm -hmm. State insurance it is a separate. They're going to always have a reason to say cut back, cut back, cut back. And those prices now are usually paid in dividends uh, to the state, but cut back from the physician standpoint. So the cost of seeing the patient went from $21 for a Medicare patient to $18. And now the physicians are, are angry in the state type program. I think if we can have a conversation from practicality, which means that this works for both parties, we can then have a happy medium between the two and not the separation because private insurance is not our enemy. Mm -hmm. They're designed for, for great care and state insurance is not the bottom of the barrel. Matter of fact, Medi-Cal benefits outweigh every payer in the, and it's called Medicaid outside mm -hmm. of California, every payer in the entire state, yeah. in the entire country. Let me just make that clear, in the entire country. Right. So let's, let's fast forward to November. Let's think positively. Uh, you're elected as insurance commissioner. Kind of what's kind of the first hundred days of Dr. Allen's, uh, you, know, uh, you know, days in, in the office look like? I love that. that. That's probably the most beautiful thing you can say. Team building. See, when you walk in as a stranger, everyone's going to see you. Who's this guy? What is he about? Does he have an agenda? Oh, my God. Does he know what he's talking about? Because uh, you have people that have been in this in, in uh, uh, California Department of Insurance for years. Right. You walk in as a new guy, especially if you're a younger guy. So they don't know who, what you're about. Team building. Team building. I'm nothing without the people around me. I'm not here to do anything but say, how can we do this together? Some type of motivation, too. The guys that produce the most, let's, let's give them some, some benefits. The, the, the one that's most improved, let's give them some award. The first 100 days should be establishing a relationship with the people that work for me, knowing that we can do this together. Not jumping out on a policy and we're waving some flags and we're going to go. No, I have to have a group, just like we, we a football coach or baseball coach, Practice, then play. That'll be my first 100 days. Of course, now I'm going to deal with the issues that's facing the state. But I'm going to work the first 100 days of making sure my employees, which is the foundation of what I have, believe in my, in my goals and my vision so we can attack together. Right. You know, you, you kind of touched upon this earlier. You are talking about wildfires, kind of remote areas. Uh, you know, but it's really tough for some of these people out in rural California to get insurance. Kind of, what's your plan to kind of deal with climate change and, you know, helping these people gain insurance out there in, in these rural areas? Good. And uh, your question is outstanding, brilliant. Now, climate change, uh, you know, much as, as much as we, we fight it, uh, that's going to happen. Mm. It's going to get hotter and things are going to, uh, to uh, continue to progress in that area. Uh, so it, there's ways to kind of uh, offset that. So if it's getting hotter, then we'll move away from fossil fuel and go more to the electrical panels that you're seeing uh, where we can then offer some benefits for, for uh, solar-type energy. Um, uh, these are the type of things that I think we can do in a rural area or areas where, where we can move away from fossil fuel, um, maybe even if it's electronic type of uh, or cars. Most of the mm -hmm. cars are, are, are um, not electrical cars. Yeah. But ways to actually uh, offset um, climate change would be my uh, way of trying to at least uh, facilitate some of the, the growth in those areas, because West Virginia was rural Appalachia, if you will. Now, with that in mind, now I can come to the insurer, the person who's there and say, hey, this is a high-risk area. I don't think I can insure this guy. Well, why not? 
what um, let's have a conversation. What if we 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 come up with this? What we just talked about this grant money to kind of stop the fires uh, uh, from prevailing into mm-hmm. this guy's area because that's money available for that. It doesn't show up during COVID. And then what if he made certain provisions to his property in a community type effort? Now your risks are down. Grant you, I, I, they probably won't have the same rate as someone who doesn't have the same fire, and we have to be f- uh, uh, fair with that. Right. But at least now you become uh, a, a, a insurable product for the insurers. So that's a way of kind of bridging the gap right. versus saying, I'm not going to do it, or singleizing that he made changes and now he wants to discount when it has to be a community effort so the discount can be spread throughout that environment. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Like most people, I think, just if they think about the insurance commissioner, think of them just as a referee between insurance companies and the people they insure. Uh, but, you know, kind of talking with you, it's it's a lot broader, right? A lot, a lot of the things we touch upon and, and, and the effects, you know, have effects on insurance, like, you know, climate change and things like that. Uh, so, you know, I think you're bringing a, a unique perspective to this and kind of looking outside the box, which is, is something new, I think, you know, being driven to this conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. Another thing that we have to always consider, too, is um, remember, uh, there are other factors that are uh, bringing about increase in insurance. And you say, well, what are those things? Well, if you look now at the crime rate where people are breaking into windows and, oh, yeah. and grabbing things of that nature, that's liability insurance. Right. And these people are losing those products. Of course, they're going to file them insurance and race goes up. So if we can kind of be uh, aware that we also can do things that can that can minimize insurance. Not we can't stop that five percent from doing devastating things, but we increase security in some way with cameras or some type of protective mechanism or areas where there's a possibility of them taking everything. We bring in some bars or something that way. So of course we can't stop them from right. breaking the window unless we put in some real heavy duty material. And if we do do those, what if I do come in with bars and heavy duty windows? Then now my risk is down. So that could. Be be a discount that's paid back to, in this particular case, the business owner. Mm -hmm. There's so many ways to keep insurance premium down uh, once you come to the table with with someone who's actually been in this area. Other than just saying insurance is going up, let's get these guys or the person at the bottom want to break for everything. No, we can work together as a team and keep these prices down. Financial hardship, excuse me, post-pandemic, it's going to be all our problems. No matter what level of success you have, that hardship's going to hit. And if we don't try to uh, minimize that, it affects everyone. Right. So, you know, you're, you're running against an incumbent insurance commissioner who's running for reelected, another well-funded candidate. Kind of what are your thoughts kind of going against these experienced politicians and kind of being, you know, the, uh, the newcomer on the scene, the, you know, the person, you know, from the outside, you know, you know taking this challenge on? How has that been? Um, I, we ran a poll. Uh, and, and within our poll, we realized that the insurance commissioner's seat uh, um, is one of the seats that the uh, uh, public is not that much aware of. Even though there's the incumbent and a, um, a longtime um, individual who's been in the legislature, right. the idea of these individuals doing the same thing in the next four years is not as appealing as an outsider. We want new energy now. And the poll shows that getting through 
this and get into the primary, that's a 60% chance that the public realizes that the reality of Dr. Allen having that seat is way better than the four years of having the same type of dynamics and nothing happens happens for us. So we have a real strong chance of winning this race. Mm-hmm. And kind of, you know, uh, how are your kind of conversations going with people as, as you're running? Kind of what are a lot of the concerns you're hearing about from, I guess, constituencies or, or businesses out there as you're kind of talking to them about your campaign and what you're looking to do? They want someone to listen. No matter what, they want someone to listen to, uh, listen to their concerns, and they want to be able to reach their uh, insurance commissioner mm-hmm. about the needs that they're having uh, within their um, uh, businesses. So that's been the, the top two. I, I, right. If they could hear what I'm saying and at least reply to my concerns. Yeah, and just kind of, I guess, kind of touching upon kind of what we were talking about earlier, like the incumbents, right? You know, they're well-financed. They've been out in the, you know, the areas for a while fundraising, kind of. How are you going to be able to keep up with these guys financially and kind of get your name out there so the voters know who you are and what your message is? Uh, We've been able to get some great fundraisers. Uh, It's taken time because Mm -hmm. my notoriety is not there. But I I think through the, the, the continuing exposure and the genuine that people are seeing, that you're coming in with a new perspective and you really want to help. Uh, we're bringing in more uh, uh, individuals and, and outside individuals. Uh, when I say individuals, which just mean personal uh, donation and outside being a company type of donation that mm-hmm. really believes that it's time for change. So we've, we've got a great movement in, in funding. Uh, the most important thing is if we can just get the face out there, get right. the name out there, and, and let people see the bio and believe in what you're having, we, we, this race is ours. Yeah. You know, it, it, campaigning, you know, post-COVID is so different than, you know, pre- previously, right? Everyone used to do radio and TV, and now, you know, it's all social media and all this kind of stuff. Kind of, how are you using your campaign funds and kind of what are you finding is, is you know, affecting the most people in, in outreach-wise? Great, great, great question. Most people now are spending hours and hours on their Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. and, and Twitter accounts. Uh, it's hardly back in my day where we would watch a good TV show and in between to be commercials. Right. So the most effective uh, um, um, weapon now or uh, instrument now to reach the masses is going to just be uh, social media. Right. Everyone is social media. And if you can get to the social media crowd, I think you're at least 75% uh, uh, for sure that you're going to get some great voters. Right. So, you know, Dr. Allen, you know, you have a business, uh, you know, you're a doctor, uh, you know, you have a family and you're running for insurance commissioner. Kind of what, what do you do in your free time if you have any? What are some of your favorite things? I like that. I like that. Um, um, outside of, um, um, of um, my, my, I say responsibilities, we'll call that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my physician life is responsible my family life, and, and I, I say this, and I wish this for everyone that's in the family. I love my family life. I truly love my family life. Um, but I love coaching my son in, in, in sports. I, mm-hmm. I, I love um, uh, teaching my son and my children to uh, ride bikes, and I love vacation. But for myself, um, is, 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 is I find joy and pleasure, uh, a nice little workout, something healthy. It gives me that break between between being responsible and being, um, how can I say, uh, relieved. Right. Relieved means that I love my life. I love being who I am. I'm thankful for my position mm-hmm. in life. You need one or two um, hours a day just to appreciate where you come from and what you're doing. Right. So that personal space, that personal time, yeah. uh, uh, through the gym, that is through the gym, uh, allows me to uh, debrief, if you can say that. Right, you know, it's kind of cool just kind of seeing, uh, you know, you're in business with your wife, right? She's your your business partner. 
uh, not only in work but at home. Kind of, you know, when your kids are, are sick or have an issue uh, and they go to you, you know, and ask for a diagnosis, do they ever go to your wife for a second opinion? How does how does that back and forth work? I don't know if that's a setup question or not. My um, um, mom for the married couple is 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 really the center of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what mom say, you want to try to work with mom. Uh, right. I love mom to death, and I, I want to make sure she knows that. Um, mom and I have. Uh, since we're both physicians, if we don't agree on the care for the kid, then we go to another doctor. We try not to. We try not to diagnose our kids. <laughs> I really listen to her. So we'll go to her outside. We yeah. have our own pediatricians that we go to, so we're not biased and we right. can be happy at the house and it kind of keeps that down. But now it doesn't work if uh, if it's uh, the iPad. So she doesn't. She says no on the iPad, and they'll find dad and open right. the iPad. Now there's this discussion that he shouldn't have got his iPad because he right, didn't do his right, homework. Right. So <laughs> marriage life is beautiful. But you got to learn if you want to stay married, you, you just work with your wife. She right. she runs the house. I'm I'm gonna say that to all the married men that are happy with their marriage. That don't <laughs> don't try to fight your wife. They don't need anything. That's great. That's great. Well, awesome. You know, excited to see more and uh, see how you do this primary. You know, you're gonna have to be busy, and uh, we excited to see you on the other side, and hopefully have you again to you know hear how the race is going. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. All right. Good talking with you, Dr. Allen. We'll see you around. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.